Good evening to you all. What a wonderful Sunday evening. Wow, didn't we had a great service this morning. And people that watch it respond to it, not because I'm the speaker, but because of the living word. And uh, we're sharing in June, and this is the last Sunday evening, because Tuesday is the last day of June 2020. And then we're going into July, the seventh month. So it's important that we are reposition, preparation, obedience to focus. Because focus is a master key to help us to achieve what we need to achieve. Now, this is a phenomenal evening and I'm going to share and hopefully I'll be not so long as this morning But it's important to understand obedience comes before freedom. If you want to be free, obedience is the action that we need to take. Because we've learned certain scriptures this morning and the love of God. This is how God knows that we love him. When we do what he instructs and his instructions is not difficult. Oh my word, never to harm you. It's always to benefit you. And that's the powerful thing about the word of God. Because Hebrews chapter 4.12, the word of God is alive. Somebody say alive. If you have the word in you, you'll be alive. (laughs) It's an active word. It's an energizing word. It's a powerful word. And that's why, welcome tonight to the word. Hallelujah. That the word can impact and guide us. When every system fails you, when every word fails you, when everything fails you, the money systems and the health systems, what systems they may be, the word can never fail. That's phenomenal. And that's why we need to have the word of God. Somebody say, the word. It's the word that's going to carry us through when anything has fallen down. Now, People say, well, these words that you preach and the faith thing, don't you think you will make the devil aware? (laughs) Oh, my word, because I said, faith people and focused people and obedient people don't park with what the devil is busy doing. They're busy with what God is doing. And when you change that concept in your mind, you'll discover there's more of what God is doing than what the devil tries to do. Now, I've put something down here, and there's a Greek word, because the devil has been destroyed. Say it, the devil has been destroyed. You can be fearless (laughs) when you have Jesus. Remember the revelation The Godhead is inside of you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have too much of Jesus, of God in you. Then cancer, coronavirus, then bankruptcy, financial trouble, depression, oppression, problems, whatever. There's too much of God in you that the enemy can have his way. Now, John comes and he says, for this reason, 1 John 3, 8, The Son of Man or Son of God manifests to destroy the works of the devil. What does destroy mean? It means demolish. And I've put down in writing, 
before we get right into the message. It's interpreted in the Greek word. You spell it K-A-T-A-R-G-E-O. Now, if I would say that tongue twister, it would sound like I'm swearing. But that's the Greek word for destroy in that scripture. And that's the meaning of it. To render idle, unemployed, inactive, or inappropriative. It means to cause a person or a thing to have no further efficiency. So the devil is not, cannot have his way unless we allow him. It says <laughs> to force or influence uh, or actually render it powerless. It's to cause or to seize, to put an end, to do away with, to annul or to abolish. That's what the word destroy means. And that word uh, means also to seize, to pass away, to be done away. (laughs) The devil is unemployed. The book of Jude says he's bound with chains of darkness. And because we light and we, the salt of the earth, he wants to infiltrate light to display what needs to happen. It also means to be severed from or to be separated from and uh, or to terminate or intercourse It says with one, that's what it means to terminate all intercourse with somebody. In other words, the devil cannot have or touch you as long as you are in the word. There's a shield around you. Oh, my word. And angels put on assignment with your life. Tend to somebody say, your angels are very bored. Put them to work by the word of God. Hebrews chapter 1 says, aren't they (laughs) ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation? You are an heir of salvation. You're the righteousness of God. God has assigned angels to you. Wow. That's why you cannot worship angels and make a big fuss about angels. (laughs) They are ministering spirits. Now, what we shared this morning about the word and we, we speak on obedience and there's a dimensions that people operate, either a, a slave where they say, I, I must be obedient, I don't have a choice. No, God gives you the choice, you've got a free will. Animals don't have a free choice. Because you can train an elephant, <laughs> somewhere they are riding buffaloes, and people have python snakes that they, oh Jesus have mercy. <laughs> now, but mankind has been given the ability to make choices. And your choices to either I'm going to be a slave, because people say, ah, I, I, I don't want to be follow these instructions, I'll do it my way. That's the danger. God's word I said in the beginning is never to harm you. It's a light and it's a lamp and it's a fire on the inside and it, it, it brings direction and it always brings you back in alignment with the Father heart of God. That's what it's about, the heart issue. Not an emotional issue and a feeling issue. That follows out of 
my decision to be obedient, then emotions follow in everything. And that's why we're not moved by what we feel, not what our physical eyes see. Remember the 12 spies. 12 people look at the same object, same thing, the same promise. 10 came back because they interpret, they say, yes, what God said is the truth, but... If you say, ah, the Bible says, but, you swearing. You don't need to see thunder and lightning <laughs> because you missed the mark then. And that's words that the strip agent, the devil, loves when God's people who's in authority, who are seated, speak on his behalf to give him strength and power to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now, now, this is the thing, and all people will be an orphan, have that orphan thing, like working for a boss. I have a, a, a not a boss, a boss. <laughs> I have to do it because if I don't work, I don't get paid. Oh, my word, it would be miserable to work 40 years a job, and you hate every day of it. <laughs> that is terrible. And to do it out of obligation... No, you need to do it because you want to do it. Want to do it. That's the sons of God. What is creation waiting on Romans chapter 8? They're not waiting for the Antichrist. They don't understand. People sent me last night and say, man, the mark of the beast is coming. Is it the chip? Is it the whatever? And I hope it's not going to happen in my lifetime, they said. And said, it's not going to happen very soon because we have an assignment what keeps the fullness of the demonic powers and the antichrist and, and the one world order to operate is the Holy Ghost and you. <laughs> so if the enemy can get you with uh, faith that's not working, with uh, <laughs> pensioner's faith, <laughs> you put your faith on pension and then you just exist, you're no longer living. Then we give him something to do. But we, we need to demonstrate his defeat. And the way we do it, by obedience, being the son, creationist waiting, eagerly or earnestly, says the one translation, for the manifestation, the revealing of the sons of God. Now there's many theories about that. The only thing that a son of God is, he's led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is connected to the Word, the Word connected to the Spirit. So you cannot say, I'm led by the Spirit, and you do opposite what the Word says. That's penny baloney. So we need to understand, because obedience is the most powerful thing. And we said this morning that uh, we were reading what Paul says. He said, I fear that the serpent that uh, beguiled Eve has coil around your thought life, your mind is where the fights are. The enemy works with the speed of a thought. And how he does that, he plants the thought in, and later on you believe it's your thoughts. <laughs> you plant the seed and you ponder on the seed and you, you feed the seed and you start speaking what is the seed of what the enemy planted. I'm sick, I'm going to die, I'm going to have the virus, I'm never going to make it, we're going bankrupt, we're going under, the ministry is not going to happen, what God's prophecy. All those things are the lies of the devil 
And he wants you to believe it's your thought. It's not your thought. Pull it out. Pull it down. Strongholds. Second Corinthians chapter 10. What is a stronghold? Everything that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. That's what a stronghold is. The knowledge that we build up. That's why we said this morning, our biggest enemy is not the devil. Not Corona, not whatever the world says. Turn the volume knob down of the, of the world so that you can hear God's voice. It's a lack of knowledge. When I don't have the information uh, or t- the enemy twist information, and then I believe a half a lie, and then later on I'm so deceived, and that's his plan because I'm going to speak unfocused tonight. And and then Paul says, he says, because the purity of what you had before is what the enemy is after. I paraphrase that scripture down, Second Corinthians. He said, so that he can deceive you. Five verses we said this morning in chapter 3, the enemy pumped Eve's flesh and tell her how wonderful she is. And do you know why God doesn't want you to eat the tree? He's afraid that you're going to be like him and discover who you are. <laughs> they were created and they image and the likeness of God first character and then authority and seed, seed stands also for money, that's how people operate in the perfect will of God if you understand, but Eve's flesh was so pumped and we know when we deceived or we've made up our mind nobody goes through something and just want to go through it all alone if you're angry with somebody, what do you do? You phone the person's friends and whoever and you you tell them and you want always a group behind you (laughs) to back up what you feel. The strategy of the enemy. Because he had a problem with Adam. Adam was created in what? The image and likeness of God. And Satan didn't like that because he wasn't as an angel. Angels are not created like that. People are. That's why the devil, say, I will never quit. Say it. Say, I'm not a quitter. Say it for yourself. I'm not going to give in or give out. I'm going to stay focused on the divine purposes of God for my life. That's got the only guarantee because everything that's shaken is shaken in this, what, 90, how many days that we are in this thing. Now, listen, that's why it's so important. Because Satan's weapon of deception is to give you his thoughts, I said, so that later on you believe his thoughts are your thoughts, and then you steer. Whoever controls the mind controls the feet. (laughs) If you are more open to the opinion of people, that's when people start controlling, and man, and they manipulating you. No Love people. Love God. But demonstrate God's nature to the world. And be led by the Holy Spirit. Who will always lead you and guide you in all truth. Wow. Now, now, this is the thing where we want to jump tonight and say, fine-tune your focus. Or if you have... Problems in focusing, fix your focus. That's if I can give a title to tonight. It's fine-tune your focus because it's easy how distracted. I'm a multitasker. I can do 
seven things at the same time. <laughs> and then sometimes I discover the thing that's most important, that coffee in the microwave. Oh, my word, <laughs> forgot about that. Or the milk I heat up to drink coffee. Because now I'm busy doing something else and I'm so focused. <coughs> and then, oh, my word, the milk. And then it boils over. Because uh, there's distractions all the time. But stay focused is the key. And I'm going to give you scripture. Everything I preach, you test it by the word. I, I plead with you. Test the things with the word. Don't eat anything I'm just saying and you hear over TV and radio and, and CDs and whatever. Um, I don't know if we have CDs anymore. But listen to the word. Take it back to the word. And when the word is there, then you know you are in a safe dimension. Because obedience is the thing that opens all kinds of doors. If you can be obedient, there's three things you need to discover in your life. You need to grow up. You need to be a sower. And then it's, it's growing, sowing, and then going. <laughs> That's all what Jesus spoke about. Growing, sowing. Now when I talk about sowing, don't think it's about money. Love and the word and let your life be my word, that presentation. Sow it into people's lives. Money is part of it, but that's what you need to discover. Growing, sowing, and then going. Because the first two determine how far you will go. That was Jesus' whole message. Come and go. Follow me and I'll make you. <laughs> now, now let me get to the, the, the center point of this tonight. It can happen that our focus can get into the wrong places. You make the minors majors and the majors minors. No, no. Fix that focus. Jesus' assignment is important. That's the major focus. Love God, love people, major focus. If you love me, you will obey me, you will follow my son. major focus. Give and it shall be given back to you, good measure, major focus. That's all the words. Go and make disciples, major focus. That's what we need to focus on. Now we're so busy with what the enemy is doing. No, be the church, be in the community. Be the solution. Well, we're waiting for the government. No, 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 no. You feed the poor. You, you clothe the poor. You visit the sick. You take care. We must do that. That's the church instruction. Because remember what we said. What you did to the least, you have done to me. In that day, he will say, go away from me. I've never known you. He didn't say, I didn't know. He said, I've never. You read it in the Gospels. But Lord, we heal the sick, cast out devils, we raise. He said, depart from me, I never know you. Because I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was sick, you didn't visit me. I was in the prison, you didn't care for me. Now Lord, when did we see you like that? Then Jesus gave them the answer. What you did to the least, you've done to me. That's another gospel. That's the true gospel. That's Jesus speaking. Now, let me get into the thing because it's growing, sowing, and going. <laughs> now, now, obeying 
doesn't cost you anything, but it pays. Because God's instruction was never to harm or to hurt you. And that's what things that you need to apply. Obedience comes before freedom. You say, I want to be free. Freedom. Obedience. Not obedient will put you in shackles. And that's what we spoke on this morning. The enemy keeps wants to keep people hostage. And, and they don't even know it. They don't even know they prisoners. They cannot see the bars, but they're in prison because their minds are messed up with the plot of the enemy. And we've said it over and over, and I've mentioned it just a few minutes ago. The enemy works with the speed of a thought. Plants that thought. And then you ponder on that thought. He plants. When the revival happened, and I told you, I think last weekend we went to the gym, and this a, a demon, I'm telling you in the form of a man, I thought it was a man. And then afterwards people thought I was crazy. They said I spoke to myself, and I asked, which the man? There was no man. He said, you're too light for the task that has been laid upon you. That thought runs in my mind. It took weeks. Then I hear it when I sleep, when I wake up. You're too light for the task that is until I say, I pull you down. I'm not too, too, too light. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fulfill. I'm willing to do it by the grace of God. And that thing depart from me. Same way Jesus used it when he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. What God has written about you, the enemy will try to derail it. Now this is the key word tonight. Paul comes with the word. In Hebrews. Or the author of the. I said Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And some scholars believe that also. But Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking away. From all. That will distract. He says to Jesus. Remember Peter had to get out of the boat. And the moment when he got the distraction, he was water walking. And he saw the clouds and the wind. And he doesn't look to Jesus, he starts sinking. Now Paul says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith. One of the the author and the finisher of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief. And it's also its finisher, <laughs> bringing it to maturity and perfection, our faith belief. He, for the joy of obtaining the price that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So what the author was saying here, he said, looking away from all that was distraction or distract you. He said, that's what Jesus did. That's why he was willing to walk away. Peter tried to stop him. May God forbid it when he said, I'm going to die. And he was explaining because, and now the prize was because he stayed focused on the mission. He seated. <laughs> now that's a very powerful thing. Looking away. <laughs> Distractions are Satan's way of causing you to lose focus. And I use the example. Good paper. Good content. But you fail the wrong assignment. 
That's where the church are. Because they're not focused. They focus on seven million revelations and stuff. And everybody comes with something more. And uh, they miss the mark of growing, sowing, and going. That's the instruction. Because remember what we said, the three things that you need to, to have the blessing upon your life, to have the, 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 the will of God and the call of God <laughs> for your life, and to be, uh, have the anointing through your life, you need to have the three things. You'll hear the Bible speaks about a lot about the three. You need to be humble. You need to have integrity, need to be humble. Come on. And what's the third thing we said this morning? Integrity, humble, and generous. You need to have those three things. These three things will be barriers of all the traps of the enemy. Because there's many people that didn't stay, have with, keep with the integrity, they didn't stay humble, and they lost the generosity and then they step on the booby traps of Satan. But when you keep this, then it will protect you. It's a barrier. The enemy cannot touch you. There's a song I was thinking. Oh, my word. I remember it out of the 60s. I'm going to stay right under the blood where the devil can do me no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. Because the blood produces integrity. To be humble and to be generous. God's nature. You can never say you have the heart of God or love God. And you not have integrity. And you're not humble. And you're not generous. God's whole idea. He was, he's a generous God. <laughs> Jesus saw the poor and people hungry. And he said you give them something. It's always generosity that helps us. Now. Distractions is Satan's way. Of causing you to lose that focus. Because focused people are a serious threat for the plans and the plots of the enemy. Focus people. Show me somebody that focus and I show you somebody that will be significant in life. Now, I didn't say you will not be excluded from trouble and no, no, the enemy will throw things in. To get you off focus, but you stay just focused on the cause. Because focused people are that serious threat. And the enemy know if you are focused, nothing is going to move you. Focused people are determined people. We want to see the lost for any cost. Thousands upon thousands of people will come into the kingdom. We want to make the disciples. Every believer is a leader. As you watch me, you are a leader. Why do you want to die a follower if you can be a leader? Now, to be a great follower and Jesus' follower, you first need and to have people follow you. you need, who, who, who disciple you? Who's the person that says yes or no in your life? I'll do it on my own. No, no, no. I can tell you great men that tried that. They never succeed. They died before their time. They died without fulfilling and completing what God has assigned. And it's grace to run this race. Focus people are non 
uncompromising people. Focused people are disciplined people. It will cost discipline to be obedient. And you develop the habit of obedience. And then you are disciplined to follow that instruction. Now, now that's why I say fix that focus button in your life. Because focus people are people that are crowned as champions, winners, and overcomers. Now the book of Revelation, he who overcomes will sit on the throne with me. <laughs> it's only overcomers that have this great reward. And that's very important. Now the, the, the dictionary defines the word distraction as as drawing apart, or uh, that which draws one in a different direction. Wow. You've heard Paul says, how is it that you all start in the spirit, but you end in the flesh? Who bewitch you, O church of Galatians? Galatians chapter 3, I think, or 4. So what he was saying what causes the distractions in your life? People are on fire for the Lord, and the Lord said, and the Lord said, and then all these things happened, and they get tired, disillusioned, they lose hope, they open the door for anxiety and fear, and, and then they get distracted, because the enemy doesn't care that you are religious. He's afraid you're going to have a relationship with your heart, with God, and with people. <laughs> because Paul says, this is the gospel we preach, to love God out of a pure heart. It's about a pure heart. Now listen, because it means drawing apart, or take somebody in a different direction. That's why leaders need always to focus on what God is doing right now. They try with all these programs and things to keep the ministry. No, no, no. Programs is not going to do it. Another program, another song aunt. <laughs> another concert. <laughs> it's not going to work. Because it takes us away from growing, sowing, and going. Now, <clears throat> the enemy doesn't succeed with your growing. Now, growing is a continual process. We need to grow all the time. And sowing is always all the time. Sow love, sow the word, sow your ministry. That you've been have the ministry of reconciliation. Sow that in somebody's life to get people saved. If he can mess that up, he knows your going will never happen. And that's the danger. Now, this is a very powerful thing because Satan knows, I said, how dangerous is a focus, single-minded son and daughter of God for his plans and his operations. Single-mindedness. Now that's very powerful because a single-minded, <laughs> focus, single-minded believer can obtain anything he dares to believe God for. Now, do you know, I preach about the same message that I'm preaching tonight on the 21st of April, 2002. 
That's when Sister Martha Feltzman died that day. That's when Jakob Fischer's wife died. I've got the notes here. So we were years ahead of what God was saying. Eighteen years ago, God spoke to us to be focused. Oh, my word. That's quite something. But a single-minded, focused believer say, I am single-minded and I'm focused because I'm fine-tuning my focus and I'm restoring my focus, can obtain anything that he dares to believe God for. Now, James came and James 1.8, he says in one of the translations, the life of a man with divided loyalty will reveal instability at every turn. Wow. That's why you cannot be Double-minded. A double-minded person, yes, and then no, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. No, no, no. Uh, Somebody said, I will only make disciples if Jesus tells me. I said, when he spoke to the disciples, he already spoke to us. He said, you're going to wait, nothing is going to happen. He already put it in writing. Well, I need a prophecy. I said, if you don't believe the written word, you will never act on the Spoken word. And the word of God is Logos. Here, the written. What I'm sharing tonight is Rhema revealed to energize you in your right position. That's why the enemy will try anything to bring a division in your mind. We said he worked with what? The speed of a thought. He wants to do what? Coil around your mind. How does he do it? By implanting his thoughts and you think it's your thoughts. No, you have the mind of Christ. I think like God. Oh, my word. I I need to think as my father thinks. And that's where we're so blessed when I hear pastors, what they go through. Uh, One pastor's congregation disappeared completely in the coronavirus. I said, thank God that we have biological children, spiritual children, everybody that can think as God thinks and as we think. And I didn't master it yet. It's a daily choice. It's not, oh, I'm going to master it one time. No, he will come daily, daily. Read my lips, daily. (laughs) Afrikaans dagelijks, he will come and try. To put his thoughts in. God gives you instruction and your reason and logic and doesn't make sense. And Peter go and catch a fish for the tax money. Logic and reason said impossible. Fishes don't carry money. <laughs> but that particular fish always gathered stones. And somewhere somebody dropped a coin. And that's how he got the coin. The first fish he caught at the coin, the tax money. Now, God doesn't want to use a fish, a raven, <laughs> to bring you Mr. McDonald's like the prophet Elijah. Come on. <laughs> or use a donkey who wants to use you. <laughs> you have the five loaves and the two fishes to multiply, to walk away. That's why you cannot reason a logic to Jesus. If it's the word, that's what God said. Now, <laughs> this is very interesting because make a quality decision tonight and make it every day. Every day of my life I say, to whom can I be a blessing today? 
Whose life can I help change by the word and the grace of God? Because that's my assignment. I want to see you do better than what I've ever done. You must do greater. <laughs> Raise more people from the dead. Heal more the sick. Cast out devils. Preach them better. These people, our pastors preach better than what I can preach. <laughs> and I'm not threatened. One of the pastors came and said, aren't you angry when you... I said, no, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed because somewhere along the line in my human nature of not perfect, I did something right that people can develop in giants. So you can, uh, quitting is not an option. You are better than what you think you are because the word says it. Now let me come to the conclusion. He knows a double-minded person can receive nothing from God. Now, this is the interesting story. There in Luke chapter 5, and uh, Peter and were catching fish the whole night. <laughs> and then Jesus said, Cast the net on the other side. <laughs> Jesus, we fishermen, we salted, we educated we have a PhD. We, we know more than what you know about fishing. But what they didn't know, he created the ocean. <laughs> and he made every fish. And Jesus said, cast the net. Now he needs to get Peter's mind to become single-minded. Because a double-minded man, we say, can receive nothing from God. And then Peter said a very powerful thing. On your word, we will do it. Wow. So it's an act of faith, obedience, an act of faith, and they did it. And when they tried to pull out the net, there were so many fishes they had to get people to help them. The nets wants to <laughs> tear them pieces. That's what Jesus did. Now, the logic tells you and reason. We tried this side of the boat. Now, how will fish be that side? But because of the instruction of Jesus, they had to fine-tune their focus on what Jesus said. Now, this is very interesting. Many times we find ourselves in the same boat in life as Peter. Nothing works out. You go through fear and storms and no fish in the net and... Oh, my word, all these things. And then you just need the word to react to get the miracle. <laughs> Somebody say, he's a miracle working God. <laughs> he's a miracle. Now you've just seen I'm not white. <laughs> he's a miracle working God. And he wants you to experience. Now, miracles is not God's very best. God will heal you his second best to get you in his very best to walk in complete health. God will supply all of your needs so that you can walk and have, be prosperous every day of your life. Have not enough room. What we were reading this morning about the blessing that will follow when I follow the instruction, Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. Now, sometimes you try anything like Peter and them did. Whole night, nothing happened. Cast the net, pull it out. Cast the net, pull it out. 
until Jesus had cast it out on the other side. You've prayed, you said, I've declared the word. <laughs> uh, uh, but you say, don't you care, Lord? And Jesus just got one word, cast the net on the other side. And that's Peter's story. There in Luke 5, it's our story many times. Because I know Jesus wants to reveal Jehovah Jireh, the God that's more than enough to them. And they need to focus. It's at that moment when nothing seems happening in the natural that you need to keep on, keep on, keep on. You're at the brink of your miracle. So I'm at the brink of my miracle. It's sometimes how closer you are to your breakthrough, how severe the attack. And then the enemy will try to hit his last blow to get you off focus and to release a sound that will give him, empower him to stop everything that God wants to do in your life. Now listen, there is a powerful thing that we need to understand. Focus people, listen, is a serious threat, I said, to the plans, the plots, and the strategy of the enemy. John 10.10, the thief only comes. That's his nature. If he's by nature a thief, he, 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 he still so that he can rob God's people from that identity, from that purpose, so that they can waste time. What we say is the three things against us. Number one, the world around you. The world is one of your enemies. It wants to pull you in. It wants to get you in the flow of the world to say everybody's in the coronavirus mode. Now, we don't deny it. We just say it's not going to touch us. And it's not going to lock us down. We're not hostage, kept hostage because of that. We're here to sound the freedom and demonstrate God's power. Second thing is Satan against you. Paul says Satan hindered us to come. He didn't stop them. He tries to hinder. He just delayed the process. He hindered us. And then the inner battle here. That thoughts that the enemy tries to coil around you. That one moment you think this direction, the next moment. I was a master plan maker until I discover many plans is in a man's heart, but only the purposes of God will prevail. Now listen, in Mark chapter 14, verse 14, is the parable of the sower. Now here Jesus demonstrates the word. How Satan comes to steal there in Mark chapter 4. Now listen what happens here. He tells you how Satan wants to choke out the word. Now he knows he cannot touch the seed. He cannot touch the sower. But he knows he can mess up the soil. You and I are the soil. He cannot touch the seed. He cannot touch the sower. God is the sower. Jesus is the sower. But he can mess up the soil by taking you off focus. Now listen what happened here. And Jesus was saying, a sower went out to sow and then the birds came and he gave a whole explanation. And the disciples didn't understand the parable he was sharing. And then he said, if you don't understand this parable... You will understand nothing in life. 
Because he said to them in Mark 4.13, Do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all the parables? Paraphrase. <clears throat> if you don't understand the parable of the sower, you will understand nothing. That's the strategy. Jesus uh, exposed Satan's way to get you double-minded, get you off focus, get you in disobedience, get you out of faith, because everything you do, if things, he said, the Bible says, everything that's not in faith is sin. <laughs> so our faith walk is the strong foundation. He said, the sower sows the word, capital, this word. What do I do? Sow the word. The ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts, but when they hear, Satan comes at once. One translation says he comes immediately. While you hear the word, immediately he comes and by force takes away the message which, which is sown in him. Wow. Then he says there's another one sown upon stony ground. He says, are those when they hear the word? Now, I've seen a lot of that. That's where discipleship is so important. At once they receive and accept and welcome it with joy and say, I want to be involved. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. And they have no real root in themselves. And so they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises, listen. He says, on account of the word. What is Satan after? It's after the word. Why? Say with me, I am what the word says I am. Now this word declares, you're victorious, you are overcomer, you're blessed, you're redeemed from the curse of the law, you are a son and a daughter of God, you are an heir of God, you're a joint heir with God, you are seated in heaven. Now with all that, do you think Satan has, has any chance? No, he doesn't have. So he needs to steal that word that you will feel like a slave or an orphan. Oh my word. He says, persecution and trouble comes because of the word. Ah, our judge will hang, will hang. So now they persecute him because he said he stands with Israel. And I see all the news things that comes through. Nanzal said, man, if God placed him there, nobody can take him out of office. And that's where we declare the word. Now the enemy wants to steal the word. On the leadership on Thursday night, he shared, powerful. We were in the leadership training. And uh, via Facebook or whatever we were with Pastor Burton then. And he shared powerful stuff. Now don't think the enemy is going to fold his arms when you progress and you prosper and God use you and you, you follow in the instruction of the Lord. He will try to take you out. He will do anything possible. <laughs> when you say, I'm a sower, suddenly the, the wash machine packed up and then the tumble dryer. Now, thank God we don't have a dishwasher because it's, uh, I don't like dishwashers. And, and then the car radiator pack up and then something else. And instead of believing God, the enemy wants you to waste God's portion that can unlock the great blessing. For nonsense. Come on. 
Say, oh, I need, what's, what do they call the medicine that's, uh, the insurance also call it something. You get normal medicine and then you get what medicine? Chronic, chronic medicine. And you say, I need chronic. Oh, the doctor prescribed chronic and it's very expensive. No, follow God's instruction. <laughs> you will see what God's going to do. And then I need to land. Oh, my word. And the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares, and that's where coronavirus and lockdown and everything is manifesting. This is in verse 19. You can just put the whole thing that we experience now in verse 19. Because if he doesn't succeed immediately to steal the word, and if he doesn't succeed to come with persecution and trouble, listen, then he will come with anxiety of the world and distractions, the cares and anxiety of the world and distractions of the age. That's what the devil tries to do. He says, and the pleasure and the delight and false glamour. Oh, Jesus, that can preach. And deceitfulness of riches and the craving and the passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word, and it become fruitless. <sighs> Jesus, help us. Why do I preach these things? Because every time I read a scripture, it means new meaning. It's like the light bulb. Boom! Pull somebody's ear and put the light switch on. That's what the enemy. So you can say Mark chapter 4, 19 is the lockdown time all over the world. That, what does he do? He comes with distractions. Comes with the cares and, oh, and anxiety and uh, the, the, the reverend that hanged himself this week in the church because of, he couldn't take the pressure of the coronavirus. And as I'll put a statement on the family thing, where were the church? That's there in the western end. I said, God, help us. Help us. We're so guilty. If we can just help the people by focusing on the word and following the instruction. Houses, cars, land, money, clothes, watches. I mean, I wear watches out of Walmart. <laughs> Chinatown. It's got the same time. As a Rolex or whatever. I had these experiences. I gave it away. It's only tools. The cares of the world. He said, he's the God of the sparrow. He takes care of the sparrow. Will he not take more care of you? Listen. That's the strategy. Read it again. You will see that's the plan. He says, but then he comes to the... Awesome soil that Satan cannot. Because here you see, Satan couldn't touch the seed or the sower. He messed up the soil by bringing these things in. He says, about there's a group. And the, he says, and those sown on the good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word. Receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit. You must bear much fruit. How do I bear fruit? When I do what Jesus said. 
some 30 times as much as was sown, some 60 times as much, and some even a 100 times as much. And he said to them, and he spoke about the lamb put under the peg, measure under a bed, and that you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. <laughs> oh, my word. Jesus, in Afrikaans, we said, I flecked the devil up, I tom geopenbaar. He revealed, he exposed Satan's ways. And if you don't have this knowledge, it will get hold of you. You'll become double-minded. Well, you need to be focused. Because focused people, we said, are a serious threat for the plot of the enemy. Now let me give you, now the, the key question is Gustav, how do I stay focused? Because tonight you're going to sleep. We're in our homes all over the Western Cape and in South Africa and overseas where we <laughs> go back to bed. Now listen, this is the key word. Focus people. Listen, are determined people. They are victorious people. They are powerful people. What is the four things that keeps me focused in obedience and that develop my spiritual muscles that I grow up, that I'm growing, I'm sowing, and I'm kind of going to win the lost? Number one, stay in the word. Not somebody's idea, not somebody's visitation. And I've listened to many people that went to heaven and each one came back with a different story. Listen, stay in the word. If it's not the word, it's not God. If it's the word, it's God. Stay in the word. You have more than 7,000 promises. It's blank checks that God gave you. And he said, fill that in. What promise I gave you? It's yours by obedience, by faith. Have a faith life. The just shall live by faith. The righteous live. Lives will be sustained by their faith life, by what they believe. Stay in the word. Number two, stay in mountain-moving faith. That means speak to circumstances, speak to situations, speak the end results, speak what you want to see happen. Oh, my word, speak by his stripes. I've been made whole from the top of my head till the soles of my feet in the mighty name of Jesus. And hold on, and hold on, and hold on to that word. Speak to that cupboard, say, you are filled with food, hallelujah. My needs are met, I'm out of debt. Take that wallet, that bank. Say every need is met. Hey, loved all every need is met. We're going to feed more, impact more, rescue more, change more lives. That's what we do. And it increases in this time. We want to do more. <laughs> Stay focused. Number three. <clears throat> Stay in fellowship. This is the time not to separate you from the family, from your godly family. You need the family. The church was instituted by God. You need your church family. We need each other. Uh, I'm concerned about my... And I don't know. Lanzel mentioned names and Kayla said names. And then Asiyako said names. And this one, and I thought, now, who are they? Most of the times they need to show me a picture because we've got a mega church. That's why 
Stay connected to the family. We're part of each other. If you're not the finger, you can be the eyeballs or the nose or the main artery. You're important. I uh, may be the colon <laughs> or the small toe in the shoe, but it's not, that's as well as important. And the fourth thing is stay in joy. Be a joyful prompt to do a giver whose heart is in his giving. When you follow these four instructions, stay in the word, stay in mountain moving faith, stay in fellowship, stay in joy. Everything you do, do it with a happy, I'm a happy cappy. <laughs> I'm a happy clappy. Stay in that. That will keep you focused. It will keep you to be dangerous for the assignments of the devil. Come on, people. The devil fears you more than what you fear him. Don't allow. Give him no foothold. Don't assist him. Resist him, says the Bible. And you call to be victorious. Protect the soil of your heart. Don't let unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, racial things come in. I don't, I'm not, because I don't see people as racist. I, I love everybody because I realize more and more how powerful people are in God's way of doing things. And when you follow that instruction, these simple keys, it will unlock the gray doors. Nothing, hear the word of the Lord. Nothing, absolutely nothing will be impossible what you believe and trust God for tonight. The word is forever settled. There's a word in the written word, but the word is also written on your heart. You are the living apostle. You're not burning embers. You are a fire. That's why revival fires so that we can walk in resurrection power. Are you ready for that tonight? We're all over the world. We need your help to feed more, take more care. And we've got a newsletter out that we send. And please be part of what God is doing and stay focused in your godly assignment. Don't miss the moment. Recognize the moment. Expect the moment. Embrace the moment and walk in the moment. I'm walking in the moment. To the left and to the right. What's that song that we normally sing? That's what you need to do. Are you ready tonight? Those of you that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're the greatest miracle. Accepting Jesus Christ. The fact that those of you watching, you're the greatest miracle, greater than raising the dead, healing the sick, cast out devils. But if you don't know Jesus, pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I come to you. I confess. I'm a sinner. I've come short of the glory of God and I need you. I've heard the word of God and the, the Logos word, the written word became a spoken word, the Rhema word, the revealed word. Lord Jesus, I realize I cannot be without you. I'm here to follow the instruction. I call upon your name, forgive my sins, wash me in the blood and put my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, that you do that because you love me so much. That's the reason you came. If you need a miracle of healing, say, by his stripes I'm healed. Put your hands on somebody wherever the pain may be. Oh, my word, say, by his stripes I'm healed. Say, take your hands off me, you devil. You defeated. You're unemployed. You're not going to get a job by infiltrating my life because you are demolished by the power and the blood of Jesus and the word. 
If you need financial miracles, say, Money come to me today, right now. In Jesus' name, you will drive cars that you did not buy. You will receive land that you did not <laughs> work for. You will live in houses that you did not purchase. Oh, my word, you will receive money in the mail and money in your bank accounts and money in your hands. Speak these things because it's the spoken word. It's God's will. You will, your family will serve the Lord and you are victorious and overcome. You're not depressed. You're not in anxiety. You are an overcomer and a champion of the Lord. You have the mind of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the honor to be with you. Pray for us and we need your prayers. And We pray and partner with us. Without partnership it cannot happen. It's where there's a team, there's conquest. Teamwork makes the dream work. And Jesus had a team to send and make it happen. Gustav de Toy here from the Western Cape. South Africa from Loftal International. What an honor to be in your home right now. In South Africa, it's already night. Some places it's daytime. But God bless you. We love you. And send your information. Send us. And there will be information on the screen if you want to show where you want to go. And all the stuff. And send us your testimonies. We've got phenomenal testimonies. God bless you. And we love you. Until tomorrow morning after 11. With the keys of faith. God bless you.